So the type three, second in the heart triad, or what's sometimes called the center point, because they are the core right there in the middle of the two and the four. And the type three has this core driving, it's like an, an angst or an existential hole of, I don't know that I have worth. For whatever reason, it seems like everybody else may be around me, it feels okay in this world just being as they are. <laughs> and I certainly don't. I have this sense that I have to earn something to get this thing that's outside of me. It's a sense of value. Like I have no value as a person. Unless. Unless. Yeah. And then fill in that blank because this is where we, some of the literature gets a little too specific to what that means mm -hmm. to a type three, mm -hmm. but that's going to come in a lot of different forms. But the essence of that is I have no value unless... And then fill in the blank of what mm -hmm. I need to goal, I need to do an achievement I need to make, a, a position I need to have with individuals or a group or work. Like there's a lot of different ways that yeah. that can, names that they can put on it because it does show up actually in multiple realms of life, not just in one, but is I have value if I do X, if I yeah. can accomplish X. And it's a means to the end. It's if yes. I do all of this, whatever it is, as you mentioned, because it is quite broad. For some, it's more of the sense of competency. Like I'm, yeah. you see me as a competent person, capable person. Like I'm accomplishing these things. And, you know, others, it's, it's more of a driving towards, you know, achievement, lots of achievements yeah. and being able to tick those off and say, look at how much I've done, you know, and, and for others, it's it is very much about the goalposts. Like I've I've gotten the ball across, you know, the goal line. I've I've scored. I've I, I keep winning. I keep winning, and that sort of thing. But it's a means to an end. Hmm. It's a means to getting that sense that the worth that is outside of me, that you somehow possess. You know, the people that I admire, the people that I look up to, they have the power to give this to me or to withhold it from me. And so, if my worth is only based upon did I hit my quota? You know, that is the feeling. I've heard some of them say, it feels to me like every day I'm applying for a job. Every day I'm in the interview room and I have to perform. Mm. Because otherwise, I'm back to zero every day. That sense of worth is not something that I can feel internally or create. I can only get it when I have done certain things to impress you, to make you like me, to make you think I'm amazing to make you think I'm exceptional, that I'm capable, and then you'll give it to me. And then maybe I'll have that sense of worth. At least for a moment. For a moment, yeah. And I think this is where it really kicks in with the empathy for me, is that the feeling doesn't go away even after that desire is met. Yeah. It just starts over. And if this is not something you can imagine, try to imagine for a moment putting all of your energy your effort, everything in your toolbox to hitting some kind of a, a goal, getting some kind of a, a feedback, uh, winning some kind of a trophy, like the whatever you've been pursuing, it happens. And then immediately the fulfillment of that goes away. And it's like, oh, well, what am I going to have to do next to have value? Mm -hmm. And so the sense of having value is permanently temporary. Mm -hmm. No matter what, it's always got to come up again. And so, okay, I'm already thinking about what the next thing is. And 
what strategies I'm going to need to be and how charming I'm going to have to be and what kinds of conversations and connections I'm going to need to make to make that happen and what skill sets I'm going to need to acquire to show up in that space. And so there's this constant calibration of what I'm going to need to do next in order to have value again, yeah. which will then disappear. Yeah. And so that cycle, the pain of that cycle of that ongoing thing, which until threes really wake up to self-awareness of it, they don't even, they wouldn't even call it pain. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even notice that this was a, a cycle that they were going through. Nor they admit it because until someone has really done some deep work, that's going to make them look like the very thing they don't want to appear to you as being. Mm. But if they let you in on that, that's that's a pretty sacred space. Mm. Yeah. I think of the day that I left my job. I knew I was going to be let go of, so it was a long period of time between when I got the word that they were going to be letting me go to me actually leaving this job. But this job had become everything to me. I'd poured my whole life into it, my whole heart into it. I loved it. I was doing very well at it. And then I started burning out on it. It, I wasn't really passionate anymore. And that's when uh, my boss noticed that and said, you know, it's time for you to move on. But when I left, I left my job. And, you know, for those of you who work full-time jobs that you actually like, and you, you know, you put your whole life into it, you work hard at becoming good at it because everybody wants to do a good job for the most part. I think if you enjoy what you're doing, um, you want to do a good job. And, and so you're working hard. You then end up leaving all of that. And that moment when I left, I remember the feeling of it took a few days to really hit. I felt like a nobody. I felt like I had lost my identity. It was like, who am I if I'm not this, oh, yeah. this role, you know? And that's an awful feeling of just not knowing where you stand in the world. Like there's an orientation I think you get to getting good at things, to getting competent at things. I've heard of folks who've had severe injuries that have meant that they can no longer play the instrument or play the sport mm-hmm. they once did. Yeah. And that sense of identity, you know, rocks them deeply. Like, who am I if I'm not this? You oh, know? for sure. And that, that really gave me a, a vivid sense. It was funny because it was a relative of mine who is a type three who said to me on the, you know, one day, and I was still hurting, but I wasn't showing it. And she goes, oh, how you doing? I was like, uh, you know, I'm okay. And she goes, yeah, you went from being a hero to a zero overnight, huh? Mm. And I thought, ouch. Yeah, that hurts. And she could completely identify. And I was like, that is what it feels like. Yeah. And I can reflect back. I didn't know the, the Enneagram at the time. But I can reflect back and go, I can relate to that feeling yeah. of loss of identity, not knowing who you are, and feeling like you have to start all over again in a, a different industry, which is what I did, to then start from ground zero, right. to be a nobody, to have no competency, no capability, <laughs> inadequate, all of those things showing up. And starting all over. For me, I can relate to that, that part of the three, right? Yeah. There's a bit of that three in all of us where we may have done it for different reasons, but we acquired, it may have been a skill, Hmm. it may have been a different kind of a competency, it may have been a, a position, whatever it is, the pursuit of a thing is because it says something about who I am. 
Yeah. I remember like one of the reasons I pick up the guitar was because I was terrible at sports and I knew I was not going to get dates <laughs> in <laughs> high school <laughs> from athletics. So it was like, okay, so you go, where can I find something I'm good at? And we do it for a lot of different reasons. Yes, it's because of passion. Yes, it's because it's something we like, but there's always that aspect of us, that little three within all of us that says, because if you pursue this competency, or this charm, or this capacity, or whatever it is, it will mean <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah, and you know that could show up differently for lots of different types. It'll mean I have more security. It'll mean I'll have more position. It means I have these connections. Uh, it means that, that I'll meet my own standards. Whatever it is, there is a if then mm. that they deal with. But for the three, it's yeah, it's so much tied to identity, and if I can't then I don't know who I am, what I am, if I have value. It's like all so many of these questions around identity, hmm. which are so fundamental because we talk about, you know, identity, community, belonging, and purpose. Like there's this, this flow of life. We develop an identity, we develop a community, and there's an overflow into a purpose of our lives. And it can take them right back to that ground one where I almost feel like a kid. I don't know. I don't know who I am now. Mm -hmm. And I've seen three struggle with that, where they almost feel like they're a kid again when something falls apart that they wanted to have a competency around. Mm -hmm. They're so adaptable at bringing it back around and mm -hmm. like then finding something else or learning a new skill. I've seen so many threes do this where they had this, the kind of story you described where you're like, I was good at something. I had this thing. And then yeah. all of a sudden there's this fading of it away. And then they developed a whole other skill set. And I've seen them say things like, well, I wish I just knew what my like one thing is that I could yeah. give my life to. And I'm like, well, that could be a trap for you because one of your amazing gifts is your adaptability that you can develop a wide range of things that you could be passionate about. And it may not be just the one thing for you, which is a the thing that I've seen a lot of people get trapped in. And so the way out is to like embrace that adaptability that you should know deep down, and I think threes do know this deep down, that deep down, if something doesn't work, I'm going to be able to figure out a new way. I I had a three like who I watched go through that whole process, and he's like, I always bet on myself. Mm. And I was like, dang right, mm -hmm. for good mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. 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 yeah I have a client who said to me, you know, if I fail at this startup, I always have this narrative, I'm going to be homeless. Mm. I'm going to be on the streets. And then she would say, but I will be the best at it. I will have some kind of system I will organize yeah. where we will have food distribution. We will figure it out. And, right. and I'll be the I'll be the most successful homeless person, you know, on the streets. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's that's right, because it's that adaptability, yeah. it's that flexibility, it's that I expect, you know, for a three, it's like I expect that I'm gonna be met with obstacles. I expect that things will be difficult. I don't expect that things will be easy, that mm. they'll come, just things will come my way. And because of that, I'm prepared for that, you know. But it is, it, it is something that all of us can experience, I think, to some degree, is that sense of every day, I feel like I have to show up and perform and do in order to get something, you know. It's this drive to, I need to feel like I have meaning, like I have 
value that you see me as valuable. And it may not be every day for a lot of people, but here's what I'd also say to, to, to threes is there are many threes who do not want to admit that they do have a need to get feedback. And that is yeah. also what prevents them, I think, from accessing or from making themselves open to receiving, you know, empathy and validation, mm. approval, affirmation, uh, you know, from other people. Of course, there's a wide range of threes. Again, there's some who uh, will do a lot of name dropping, a lot of, you know, showboating. They will do those things to to get that feedback. Yeah. And others go the opposite direction. They will not say much about themselves and they'll try to keep it sort of like, I shouldn't have this desire, so I'm not, I'm going to present that I'm really a, a person that's humble, you yeah. know, to the world around me. Because again, it's the presentation for the three, the presentation right. of the self, you know, and and this is the right presentation. Mm, yeah. And so they sometimes block themselves from saying, you know what, in fact, I need, I need feedback. I need to know how I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and well, if I say that, then it's not real because I've asked for it. Well, again, you know, it's easy to see it that way. I get that. But we have to sort of step out of that romanticized view of the world and to look at it as there are people who won't see that. I've heard, I've heard from other types who say, you know what? The greatest affirmation for me is when my boss gives me more work. Because that means that <laughs> my boss trusts me. They trust me with more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I see the and, and, you know, I don't need you to tell me how wonderful I am. Uh, I just need you to trust me with the work you give me. You know, it, tell me where I can improve and, and that sort of thing. I think that that's the reason why a lot of people won't see that's what you need is you need as a three, you need, you know, affirmation. But if a three says, you know, check in, I just want to check in and see how I'm doing. And uh, what do you think I'm doing well? Um, rather than sneaking in and, go, you know, what, what do you think I could improve? Because that's the right question I should be asking. Because it's like, you know. <laughs> start with the well. Start, start with, with like, yeah, yeah. What do you think I'm doing well? Yeah. And for a lot of people, it'll be like, I'm glad to give you that. I'm glad to point out yeah. the things that you're doing well. And, uh, and so I think. Um, that helps to open that two-way street. Again, empathy is a two-way street, meaning that you have to be open to empathy by putting your, putting a little bit of your vulnerability out there, your need. Mm. And then I think for other types who are in relationships with three, it is to like tune into that feeling of, oh, I know what it's like to lose a job. Yeah. I know what it's like to lose my sense of identity. I know what it's like to try and fail at things over and over again. I know what that feeling of failure feels like inside me. Yeah. It hurts. It's not fun at all. And imagine being on the edge of that feeling all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. Could you get inside and have a little empathy for that? Yeah. Because you were mentioning a second ago the coming across in a certain way or name dropping or like trying yeah. to sound important. And I've seen threes get really judge for that or people make comments about them being egotistical or, you know, pick a word in that category. And what I see is that oh, this person's trying to be important. They're trying to feel like they have value and they're trying mm -hmm. to look for that affirmation that they have value. So if you have a little compassion for it, just be like, man, that's great. I love mm -hmm. that. That's great for you. Anyway, and like moving on to the next thing, but still... Sometimes I get frustrated at how each of the types get judged. You know, that's probably that part of me that goes, well, I'll have a little compassion because imagine always being at the edge of that feeling. Mm -hmm. And 
at the same time, I've had, you know, threes that I've coached talk about how they wish they didn't care what so many people thought of them. Oh, yeah. I wish I didn't care what everyone thought of me. And this coaching piece comes up a lot where whenever I hear one of the heart types say, like, you know, I wish I could be more like this type over here and not care what anyone thought of me. I was like, have you ever met someone who doesn't care what anyone thinks of them? That's a sociopath. Mm -hmm. Like, it's good to have some sense of care about what people think of you. And it's not that you are excluding the external voice. That is not health. It is the inclusion of your own voice where you mm-hmm. pull away and say, well, what did I think? Is there something in that that I feel like I can be proud of? Mm-hmm. It's not about not caring what other people think. It's about also trying to more equally weight your own values in how you believe you should show up in this space. That's a good thing. And you can say, I can be proud of myself for this. Mm -hmm. Can you take a moment to write in your journal, to look in the mirror and be like, but I'm proud of the way you showed up in this moment today. Mm -hmm. Even if no one else saw it, if it was a goal for you, if it was something that mattered to you, if it reflected your values in some way, can you take a moment and look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm proud of you for responding this way or reacting this way or for not telling that story that you wanted to tell in that moment Mm -hmm. because it may have fed the beast that you just don't want to feel at this moment because you wanted to let that go. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find out more about us at www.theartofgrowth.org. That's the place to learn more about our comprehensive training and coaching programs for organizations around team health. And you can also reach out to us there about individual coaching as well. And there are many tools on the Art of Growth website to help you on your journey. We'd also encourage you to check out the main Art of Growth podcast. Grace and growth, my friends.